Thank you, Michaela, for that beautiful start to our worship service on this Good Shepherd Sunday. Welcome to all of you who are joining us for worship. It is the fourth Sunday of Easter, Good Shepherd Sunday, and we are delighted that you have found your way here to worship with us. Welcome to those of you joining us on our radio broadcast, to those of you watching through our YouTube channel, and to those of you who are listening via our OSL podcast. Welcome to worship this morning. I remind you that there is a bulletin available for our service that you can download right on our website. It's on our online worship page at oslme.com. In preparation for worship, I invite you to light a candle and to gather some bread and some wine or juice so that you can celebrate Holy Communion with us a little later on in our worship service today. Our worship begins this morning here at the font. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Refreshed by the resurrection life we share in Christ, let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We thank you, risen Christ, for these waters where you make us new, leading us from death to life, from tears to joy. We bless you, risen Christ, that your spirit comes to us in the grace-filled waters of rebirth, like rains to our thirsting earth, like streams that revive our souls, like cups of cool water shared with strangers. Breathe your peace on your church when we hide in fear. Clothe us with your mercy and forgiveness. Send us companions on our journey as we share your life. Make us one, risen Christ. Cleanse our hearts. Shower us with life. To you be given all praise with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God, now and forever. Amen. We sing together our gathering hymn, Shepherd Me, O God, hymn number 780. i 
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. O Lord Christ, good shepherd of the sheep, you seek the lost and guide us into your fold. Feed us and we shall be satisfied. Heal us and we shall be whole. Make us one with you. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. At this time, we join our Director of Children and Family Ministry, Denise Vick, for a children's message. Good morning and welcome to the fourth Sunday of Easter. Today's story comes to us from the book of John, chapter 10. And in our World Story Bible, it's titled, leading like a good shepherd. Listen along as I read to you today's story found on page 362 in our World Story Bible. Jesus was the best kind of leader. He cared about his friends and disciples. He wanted them to feel safe and strong and loved. I am the good shepherd, said Jesus. The, the disciples were confused. Jesus was a teacher of people, not a shepherd of sheep. Jesus saw the disciples' puzzled faces. What does a good shepherd do? Jesus asked. A good shepherd leads his sheep to food and water, Andrew said. He protects the sheep from dangerous wolves, John added. He finds lost sheep and brings them back to the flock, Peter answered. I do all these things for you, Jesus said. I lead you to the love of God. I protect you from harm. When you lose your way, I find you. I am the good shepherd. The disciples nodded. Jesus cared for them, just like a good shepherd cares for his sheep. Jesus knew each of his disciples very well, like a good shepherd knows the sound and face of each of his sheep. Jesus looked at his disciples with love in his eyes. The best shepherds love their sheep, he said. I am the kind of shepherd who loves you enough to die for you. This is what I have learned from my father. Wow, Jesus was a shepherd too? Who knew? Well, he wasn't actually a shepherd, was he? No, he was using that story to explain his relationship with us and with God. You see, Jesus tells us that he is the good shepherd. But what makes a good shepherd? Well, they're very watchful over their flock of sheep, looking for dangers like wolves or coyotes. Then they lead them on to green pastures where they can eat, all they want, and then onto water, onto rivers or a stream or a lake so that they're, they aren't thirsty. Now, if they encounter danger like a wolf, what does a good shepherd do? Well, they use their shepherd's staff as a weapon and they ward off the wolf, keeping the sheep safe, right? Now, sheep aren't known for their smarts, are they? No, not really. Sheep tend to just follow each other around and sometimes they tend to just wander off on their own. And they don't have the skills that they need to find their way back to the flock. They also don't have sharp teeth or sharp claws to defend themselves against dangers that they come across, do they? No, they're basically helpless if they're away from their flock and their shepherd. Now, it's the shepherd's job to keep that from happening. But if it does happen, what does a good shepherd do? Does he just let that sheep wander away and leave? And does he say, oh, well, that's one less sheep I have to worry about. Let me read to you from Luke 15, verses 4 through 7. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for that one that is lost until he finds it? 
And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives at home, he will call together his friends and his neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. So no, a good shepherd leaves his large flock and goes and finds that one sheep and it leads it back home to the flock, thus keeping it safe from the wolves and all the other dangers out there. Let me read you the passage from John 10, 14 to 15. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. You see, he says he is the good shepherd. Well, and who are his sheep? Well, we are. We are all his sheep. We are easily misled from what is right, but God promises that he loves us and he cares for us if we just follow his instructions. And sometimes we do wander away, don't we? We stop listening to God's teachings and we turn away from the church. But does God just let us go? No, of course not. He gathers us back and he keeps us from harm. Then he celebrates that we're back and we're in a right relationship with him again. Now, back to the shepherds. How do shepherds keep track of their sheep? Well, a good shepherd knows them by name or how they look or how they sound. And a sheep knows the shepherd by the sound of their voice. Now, do any of you have pets? And if you do, I bet that that pet knows you just by the sound of your voice, right? If you were in a completely different room in your house and you called out to your pet, they would come a running right towards you because they knew it was you. Well, it's like that with Jesus. The sheep know who the good shepherd is just by his voice. And they know that that person means safety and security and that they are loved and that they are being taken care of. And when we listen to God's teachings and we follow his rules, we are in a good relationship with God and we are loved and we are safe and we are cared for and we are protected. One of my favorite Christian bands, Lost and Found, has this quote. You are precious, honored, loved, and redeemed. I've called you by your name and you belong to me. That is how God knows us. He knew your name, our name, even before we were even born. And we belong to him. Isn't that amazing. God has always been there for us and with us, even before we even existed. It's hard to imagine that, but it's true. Like a few weeks ago when we talked about Thomas and how we had to see the marks in Jesus' hands in order to believe. And then Jesus said, blessed are those that see, that, that believe, and blessed are those that do not see and yet still believe. So we are God's sheep. We are loved, we are protected, we are cared for, and we are his. And God is our good shepherd. Let us end this time in prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to us to help us to understand our relationship with you. That you knew us even before we were born and would belong to you and that you are our good shepherd who will always look out for us and who will always look for us when we are lost. It is in his name we pray these things. Amen. Our first reading this morning comes from the book of 1 John. Jesus' death on our behalf is the clearest demonstration of divine love. This is the very love we share with others, not just through our words, but especially through our deeds. In sharing such love, we fulfill God's commandments. A reading from 1 John. We know love by this, that Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, 
and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God and we receive from him whatever we ask because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this, we know that he abides in us, by the spirit that he has given us. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Our second reading this morning comes from the book of Psalms. It is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. You restore my soul, O Lord, and guide me along right pathways for your name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup is running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you all in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. When I was growing up, my family didn't go on many vacations. In fact, Vacation for us happened only once, maybe twice a year, and it consisted of heading to a neighboring town, Brainerd, Minnesota, which is 30 miles away from where I grew up in Pine River, Minnesota, to go and spend the night in a hotel that had a swimming pool. That was our family vacation. Because I grew up on a dairy farm. Because leaving the farm for any amount of time really was a big challenge. I remember those little overnights were so thrilling to me. I still have this sort of romanticized notion of staying in a hotel, I think for that reason. 
For me as a child, it was so fun to not have to get up early just for once to milk the cows. However, for my father, those little overnights were not the same sort of bliss. While me and my siblings were relaxing, he was often worrying, at least a little, about what was happening back home on the farm. I know now as an adult that 30 miles was about as far as my mom could comfortably get my dad to travel for the night. Of course, there were times we ventured further, but being away was hard on my dad, and rightly so. Many times we would return to sick cows, to broken equipment, sometimes to huge catastrophes that would take months to really fully recover from. When I read our gospel this morning and hear Jesus describe himself as the good shepherd, ideal, really ideal is the word in Greek, the ideal shepherd. When I read this self-description of Jesus, I can't help but think of my dad and think about the difference between him and a hired hand, as Jesus puts it. There is a very big difference between one who is deeply invested in something or someone and someone else who is only in it for the paycheck. We know the difference too, even in ourselves. When we are passionate about something, when we're committed to it, we are willing to make sacrifices and model our lives around what we see as our purpose, our calling. I don't know as much about sheep as I do about cows, and some of my family members might argue I don't really know very much about cows anymore either. But regardless, another poignant memory comes to mind when I hear this gospel story about Jesus, our ideal shepherd. A long time ago now, when I was in seminary, I spent a month abroad studying in Egypt. And while I was there, I had a truly once in a lifetime adventure, late at night, in the middle of the desert, surrounded by a herd of sheep. But to back up a bit, over the course of the whole month that I was in Egypt, our Egyptian guide, Osama, had been alluding to this big surprise that he had planned for us. A surprise that he had been working on for close to a year before our arrival. Near the end of our month abroad, the night of the big surprise was upon us. We boarded a bus which carried us to the middle of the open desert. We got out and we started hiking into the growing darkness. We hiked probably two miles. And had we not just spent the whole month trusting Osama with our lives, I don't know that we would have followed him out into the increasing darkness. But we did trust him. And he led us to a flock of sheep a camp of tents, a roaring fire, and the smell of food cooking over it. Our surprise was dinner with a family of Bedouin shepherds, nomadic people who lived with their sheep. It was like going back in time. We ate with our hands out of community bowls and listened as our professor translated stories for us. We asked where they slept, on the ground. We asked where they lived, right there, wherever the sheep were. We asked where they kept their belongings. Everything was with them, carried with them as they traveled with their sheep. I played jacks with a little girl using just little rocks for all the pieces. It was a truly amazing night. In the middle of the desert, under the stars, over an open fire, surrounded by their sheep, these Bedouins could not have been more connected to one another or to that little flock they cared for. Such is the picture Jesus paints for us of our ideal shepherd, of God with us, of community that we too are called into. A couple of nights later, after our dinner with the Bedouins, our study group was invited to yet another dinner. This one, a black tie affair. We were formally invited to the house of the defense and army attache of the United States of America in Cairo. How's that for a mouthful? We were driven through these huge ornate gates to this grand looking mansion. We were served hors d'oeuvres on silver platters, 
We drank champagne while listening to classical music. It was an amazing night, another amazing experience. And yet, while it truly was amazing, it was also just a little bit guarded. We were on our very best behavior, trying to be classy, polite, socially appropriate, and yet witty enough to be interesting. It was so much fun and yet so guarded. There is good reason that Jesus chooses the metaphors he does to describe himself and the kind of community he calls us to create, like a humble shepherd deeply invested in his sheep rather than a military attache in formal attire. Our God is one who is close by, invested, present. Our God welcomes every part of us, every success, every failure, every disappointment, every uncertainty, every part of us that is timid or scared or even overconfident. Our God is present with us for every moment of joy, for every moment of heartache. Our God sleeps under the stars with us. This past week, the verdict was reached in the Chauvin trial, guilty on all three counts for the death of George Floyd. I feel a sense of relief in this ruling of accountability, but no sense of celebration. For too many lives have been lost and so many lives have forever been tragically changed, like Derek Chauvin's. Systemic racism diminishes all of us. And the work before us, our call to strive for true and equitable justice, has really just begun. This past weekend, our Northwest Synod of Wisconsin gathered for our annual Synod Assembly, a virtual gathering this year. The theme for the assembly was justice and joy with a theme verse from Proverbs 21, verse 15. When justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous. Bishop Lori Scow Anderson reminded us of a quote from Dr. Cornell West. Always remember, justice is what love looks like in public. Justice is what love looks like in public. Many resolutions were passed at our Synod Assembly in support of our ELCA hunger ministry, on gender equality in our synod, on providing education and resources for LGBTQIA conversations, in support of racial justice training for our church staff and leaders, and in support of creation care. These resolutions express some of the work set before us as the church, and this work this work is hard and often messy and complicated, but when justice is done, it is a joy to the righteous. And justice is what love looks like in public. In fact, in the verse immediately preceding our gospel reading for today, Jesus says that he came so that we might have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life is life that is honest, life that is present and willing to make sacrifices for others, life that is willing to lay down parts of ourselves, our own comforts for the sake of others. It's life that's often messy and complicated. But that is our work as healers and justice seekers, and it is life abundant. Contrary to what our culture teaches us, abundant life doesn't come through financial success or through independence or even self-sufficiency. Abundant life comes through connection, through mutual sharing, through being invested in something bigger than we are. Abundant life comes, is experienced in our love of our neighbor, in our service, in our compassion, and in our justice. For justice is what love looks like in public. I know after this past year, you are probably tired. I am tired, even as I count myself very lucky for how little I have suffered, really, as my heart aches so much for those who have suffered so much. But even so, I am tired from all the challenges this pandemic has brought upon us for what I miss in the ways we wish to share life together, 
for the conflicts we have witnessed and been part of in our country around race and around politics, I am tired. And so the promise this day of our good shepherd, our ideal shepherd who sleeps under the stars with us, this promise is food for my soul. I hope it is for you too. The promise that I am surrounded by good shepherds, ideal shepherds, people who walk alongside me, who love me from afar, this too is good news. So on this day, may you be reminded of your ideal shepherd who sleeps under the stars with you and all the good shepherds in your life who surround you. May the Lord lead you beside cool waters and restore your soul this day. May goodness and mercy follow you this next week and all the days of your life. For the Lord dwells with you now, dwells with you forever. Amen. Our hymn of the day this morning is Savior Like a Shepherd Lead Us, hymn number 789.
alive in the risen Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God, who promises to hear us and answer in steadfast love. After each petition, we sing, The Lord is my song, hymn number 751. Loving shepherd, you know your own and your own know you. Your voice calls us to your loving embrace. Strengthen your church throughout the world that we might bear witness to your expansive love. Gracious shepherd, you are generous with the gifts of goodness and mercy. Inspire the work of climate scientists, biologists, ecologists, and all who work to protect the earth. Restore your creation to wholeness so that cities and towns, countryside and wilderness may abound with life. We pray to the Lord. shepherd, the nations and peoples are your heritage. Place into the hearts of all leaders and rulers the passion to serve others. Teach them to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk in the way of your truth. Quiet any desire to overpower others and give leaders joy in lifting up the vulnerable. Abiding shepherd, your love flows as we reach out to those around us. Move us with your spirit so that we lay down our lives for those in need, especially Deb Johnson, Levi Miller, Mary Buzalaki, Carol May, Robert Federico, Holly Long, Ken Breckner, and Bo and Orv Gabriel. Help us love one another in truth and action. We pray to the Lord. shepherd you restore us to wholeness guide our community in our life together and give us vigor as a people of faith in the midst of challenges and opportunities give us ears to hear and eyes to see where your Holy Spirit is leading us we pray especially for our COVID task force as they begin to meet and plan for how we can safely gather again in person eternal shepherd you hold us securely in your loving hands. In the assurance of resurrection hope, we remember our loved ones who have died in you. Bring us with them to dwell in your house forever. In the hope of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We pray to the Lord. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I invite you to share a sign of peace with those with whom you are gathered as we send our peace to you and as we greet one another in peace here. Peace.
Thank you for your continued generosity for all of the ways that you have been supporting the work of helping those who are most in need in our greater community and here through the ministry of Our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue to do the work that Jesus began among us. We welcome your offering to OSL and to our shared ministry. You are invited to send in your offering to our church office or to use our online giving option that you can find on our website at oslme.com. If you have not already done so, I invite you to now go and gather some bread and some wine or juice for our celebration of Holy Communion as we sing together our offertory, Let Us Talents and Tongues Employ, hymn number 674. Let us pray. God of love, you call us beloved children and welcome us to your table. Receive our lives and the gifts that we offer. Abide with us and send us in service to a suffering world for the sake of your beloved child, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Our good shepherd dwells among us, is present with us, sleeps under the stars with us. Our Lord Jesus Christ is present in this meal. May this good news be food for your souls. The body of Christ is given for you. The blood of Christ is shed for you. As you receive the gifts of Holy Communion, as you celebrate those gifts wherever you are this morning, we offer now a piece of special music entitled Good Shepherd.
the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Well, spring of joy, through this meal, you have put gladness in our hearts. Satisfy the hunger still around us and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As you now go forth into the rest of this Sabbath day, which God has created for you, receive this blessing. May our glorious God grant you a spirit of wisdom to know and to love the risen Lord Jesus, the God of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. I take a moment now to share a few updates and a few announcements with you. First, just a notice that if you have an opportunity um, to be at church and drive through our parking lot, you will see that the Little Free Pantry is now up. If you are interested in learning more about that ministry, you can check out our April scope or you can look on our In Our Community page under the Serving tab on our website. I also wanted to let you know that we have a task force that will be convening this coming week um, that, will, that is charged with setting and developing those parameters and determining how and when it will be safe for us to return to in-person worship. We invite you to keep that task force in your prayers as they do this most important work. Finally, I remind you that if you have any prayer concerns or if you wish to speak with one of your pastors, one of our parish nurses, or any member of our staff, we are here for you and you can find all of our contact information on our website at oslme.com. And now we sing together our sending hymn, God be with you till we meet again, hymn number 536.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed, alleluia. Go in peace, share the good news, alleluia. Thanks be to God, alleluia. Thank you.